Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live On Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live On Purpose Radio. Joining me today is Vismaya Rubin. Vismaya is a best-selling author. She's a speaker and educator. And that education background has put her into a position to really have an impact with a particular movement. And she's the founder of something called Living in Gratitude Today. We gave you a little spoiler with the title of this episode. Um, I am so thrilled to have you join me today, Vismaya. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I am thrilled to be here. What a way to start a Monday morning. Ah, isn't this fantastic? Yes, yes, yes. And gratitude is the place where I love to invite people to start if they want to transform their life, if they want to have a more positive existence. It really does start with gratitude. Now, you were teaching in the Miami-Dade School District down there in Southern Florida. Yes, I was. <laughs> but leave of absence to focus on the gratitude movement. I would love to hear a little bit more, and I'm sure our listeners would as well, to what that's all about. Tell us the this, this story behind this gratitude movement. So one thing you didn't say or I didn't put in my bio is that I call myself a gratitude gangster. When I introduce myself to live audiences or to any audience, I say I'm Vismaya Rubin, founder of Living in Gratitude Today. And my favorite role is that of a gratitude gangster. And the audience goes, what? Uh. So <laughs> I would like to share that story as well. So. I taught in Miami-Dade County for 20 years. I taught math. I taught writing. I taught character development. My passion is the character development because I think that we, as much writing as they know and as much as they know math, if they don't know how to deal with their own emotions and deal with intercommunication skills and interpersonal skills, all of that goes by the wayside unless they find a job where they're sitting at the computer and you still then need to have interpersonal skills. Right. So... My last couple of years teaching, I was teaching a writing class and thankfully they changed the test from one way it was going that was ridiculous and then they decided to do evidence-based writing. So I had my students writing, um, reading research on gratitude, reading research on yoga, on breathing, on sugar. And throughout this last few years that I was teaching, they had to keep gratitude charts. So tell a ninth grader when they walk into school the first day that you're going to be keeping a gratitude chart. They looked at me like I had three heads. They thought I was the, the dumbest woman that I had ever walked the earth that you could hear under their breath. Is she crazy? You don't know my life. You know, and, uh. and they would say things to me like, you don't know my life. You don't understand. I'm not going to do this. But what started to happen is that over time, they did their gratitude charts. And then what, it, what like around Thanksgiving, they would write me little notes. Thank you for making us do this. And then by the end of the year, I had some really amazing things happen. You know, one of my students would walk up to me and she says, miss, I'm so excited to give you my gratitude chart. And I said, tell me more. And she said, you know, I realized that I, I'm so lucky that I get to spend so much time with my family. And another one came up to me and said, I realized that when I'm in a bad mood, she says, I do something nice for somebody else. And that shifts my perspective. 
And then somebody else said to me, you know, I realized just by doing this that I matter and that I'm, that I, that I'm, I have value. So nothing in their life changed, but their perspective and their perception of their own life. So by practicing gratitude, they had a whole paradigm shift and they saw their life through these new lenses. And it was because we had a simple, consistent practice that they were able to do that. Miss Maya, we're talking about some kids, some of whom have very, very difficult circumstances in life. Miami-Dade, this is a metropolitan area where we've got kids who sometimes are exposed to gangs or they, they're coming out of uh, some very difficult family situations. Is this true? Absolutely. I think that's true in any situation, but because we are such a transient metropolitan city, yeah. That we see a lot of that, you know, and I think that the power of, and that's why I was very clear when I said that nothing in their life changed, but their perspective, their perception, because they still went home to the the same home, they, the same way I go home to the same home. They still went to the same school. They still had the same friends. They still, everything was the same, except for the fact that they had this practice. And again, I, I want to say this again, that it was simple and consistent because that was the key. Yes. And in changing that practice, everything else changed, even though nothing physically changed in their environment, in their world, in their city. The, the mindset, that shift, I think, is powerful. And I'm guessing, I don't know if you have any stories about this, Vismaya, but I'm guessing that it's not only life-altering, it may be life-saving for some of these kids. I think that's a fair statement. I think because I'm not in the school system anymore and I don't have contact with them, I cannot tell you whether they're still consistently practicing gratitude. But what I do know is that that seed has been planted and they now have, you know, their subconscious mind, it's embedded in there and they know that they have a choice in any situation. And I think that that's where the power comes in because as teenagers, you start to see you know, they, they, they're growing and they're exploring and sometimes they resist. But I think that because that seed has been planted, that yeah. even if they're not practicing right now, they'll still have a way to always go back to that. I think that's true. And it, it changes at a very fundamental level how we see our life. Most people don't even realize that they have any choice in that matter. And this is maybe why you got some of the initial pushback that you got. Ah, you don't know my life, right? Because they've got this story going on that my life is extraordinary. My life is one where, you know, there's nothing good going on and you can't tell me anything. Well, that's just, that's a thinking problem. That's not a life problem as much as it's a thinking problem. And I love this movement that you've created around gratitude because it shifts that thinking and they start to see that they even have a choice in the matter about how they look at the circumstances in their life. It could always be worse. And when you realize that, you can start to focus on, okay, what do I have instead of what, what am I lacking? Right. What can I do instead of what am I limited from? And I think also the power is to, you know, to be realistic and and share with them. I didn't share my, my dirty laundry, 
but I was going through some challenges in my own life. You know, my dad was very sick at the time, my last few years teaching or things would happen. And it was also the power of being able to say to them, look, life is not all rainbows and glitter as much as I wish it was. Here's my challenges that I'm also dealing with. And then here's how I get to see, you know, the beauty in it. And not every moment is beautiful. And I think that that was being realistic and not saying to them, you know, I'm not a fan of the idea of an attitude of gratitude. I, I, I've never used that phrase because I believe that what happens is that we instill this belief in people that we wake up and everything, the minute we jump out of bed, we're supposed to go, woohoo, life is grand. And that's not so for so many people. I'm not the person who wakes up and goes, yes. I get to work at it. You know, now it's a little bit different for me because I work at home and I have a lot more freedom and I can, I don't have to wake up and rush to work, but how do we create that space, especially if we're not feeling it? And that was some of the powerful stuff that not only do I, did I share with my students, but now I get to share with the world. I get to share with adults of how to transform those moments or how to see those moments of joy and those juicy moments that happen in life, even in the midst of the muck. Right. You called it a, a practice. And I appreciate that because as a psychologist, I have a practice. And I practice the things that we're talking about here every day. Practice. It, it's doing the reps. It, it, it's getting yourself, even if it doesn't feel natural to you, and especially if it doesn't feel natural to you, it's getting yourself to do it anyway. And I can tell that you, you ran into that a little bit with some of these teenagers. I run into my own life. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a perfect example of I practice what I preach. Mm. And I'm an absolute example. It's like going to the gym. I could tell you all day long how to get really big biceps. I could tell you all day long. And I could tell you, show you videos and I could show you great exercises. But if all you're doing is watching and not actually taking a step into the gym and picking up a dumbbell, your muscles aren't going to grow. Right. Same thing I can tell you all day long how to practice gratitude or some of the things that I implement, but if you never take it on, it's never going to work for you. Right. Or it, it may work very little. <laughs> uh, well, there, there's some benefit to the mental practice, but I think your point is so well put. It's got to hit your shoes. I, I tell my clients all the time, you can get it in your heart and head all you want, but until it hits your shoes and walks around in your life, it doesn't really have the power to transform. And, and I think also, you know what, that brings up an interesting point because I've, I've watched people go through extremely marked or major life transformations or shifts. And there's a difference between let's call it breakthrough, you know, kind of that aha moment and transformation, which is when you incorporate it into the way that you actually run your life. And that takes some work. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is such a key topic. I'm glad that we're getting in this today. Vismaya, when we come back from this break, I would love to dig into some of the practical ways that we can actually start applying this in our life. You've put together some resources around that, and I think you're a great resource to have here on the show today. Is that okay with you if we get into that for the second half? I would love to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we'll do then. 
Hey everybody, this is Vismaya Rubin at Live On Purpose Radio, and we will be right back. Are you ready to take your positivity to a whole new level? I've been enjoying these conversations with my guests at Live On Purpose Radio. My own story about becoming more positive is something that I've shared in my book, Pathological Positivity. And right now, I'm giving the book away. You just pay for the shipping. Go to drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, and click on the big orange button right there that will get you a free copy of my book. You pay the shipping, I'll pay for the book. Sound like a good deal? Power up your positivity and get ready to see phenomenal changes in your happiness, your relationships, your business, every aspect of life. Enjoy this free gift from me, drpauljenkins.com. And we're back. This is Maya Rubin at Live On Purpose Radio today. Talking about gratitude. And I, I got to say, I am grateful to have this conversation with you today. And, I'm grateful to be here. You know, the gratitude really does change the game. It, it, it gets you to focus on what's going well. And you know what? I don't care. I, I, this is going to sound cold, Miss Maya. I don't care what's going on in your life. I mean, I do. I love you. And, you know, I want good things to happen for everybody who's listening to the show. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. See, the circumstances in our life are just that. They're the circumstances. It's the context. It's the weather report. No matter what that weather report is for you, you can always find the gratitude. Do you believe that, Vismaya? Do you think that's true as well? I do, but I also believe that you need to give energy to that feeling of whatever's going on. So if you're not feeling happy, why aren't you feeling happy? If you're going through a stressful moment, it's okay to acknowledge that you're going through a stressful moment. If you're feeling sad because somebody in your life is sick, I think that you're supposed to feel sad because that person is sick. If somebody dies, you're supposed to, you know, so I think that what happens is like going back to that attitude of gratitude, when we have that idea we kind of want to push all those feelings away because we don't think we're supposed to have them, which it's part of the human experience. We're supposed to be angry and sad and frustrated and all of those things. But going back to what you said, it's like, do we stay in that muck or do we use the tools that we have to pull ourselves out? Because I really believe that gratitude is like CPR. And that first part of it is compartmentalizing this is the area of my life that doesn't work. So maybe I'm not happy in my relationship or maybe I'm not happy, you know, in my job or maybe I'm not happy because I'm not as thin as I want to be. These are the areas of my life that doesn't work. It doesn't mean that everything is falling apart. Yes. And thank you for that clarification. (laughs) How are you supposed to feel? Well, you're supposed to feel everything that you feel. That is a psychological truth. You know, I I got to listen to an interview. This was recorded, I don't know, four or five years ago, between Oprah Winfrey and the Vietnamese Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh. And, And this Zen master 
said this when he was questioned about, well, what about, you know, the pain and the sadness? And are we supposed to just go around feeling happy all the time? He said, no, you are absolutely supposed to feel all of those things. In fact, and then he used this definition. He said, they inter are. And I have never heard that expression before. They inter are. He didn't say they interact. They inter are. Meaning, you cannot experience joy without some kind of pain and misery. They exist together. And you know the, the symbol for um, uh, yeah, yin and yeah. yeah, are you picturing that? And, and it, it captures it so beautifully. One defines the other. They make a complete whole. You can't have happiness without sadness. You can't have joy without misery. You can't have pleasure without pain. They inter are. Anyway, that came to my mind as you were saying that. And thank you for bringing that up. Enough with feeling guilty about feeling sad and then feeling guilty about feeling guilty. And the shame and the guilt and enough already. You're supposed to feel this stuff. Just notice it. Right. And when it's time, push the pause button, take a look at this thing and find the gratitude. That's exactly where I was going next. And that was part of my CPR. The P is for pause. So once you compartmentalize all of these things that are not going well, you know, we walk around with cell phones and absolutely take that cell phone and have it go off three to four times a day. And when that cell phone goes off, you're going to stop yourself and you're going to literally pause and take a deep breath and ask yourself, what are my gratitude wins? Who or what made a difference for me? What did I do for myself? Because when we talk about gratitude, by definition, it's about the things that happen outside of us, the things that other people do for us. But what did I do for myself? What did I do for other people? Because I think a key component is that we're often praising other people, but we don't take a look at all the magical and wonderful things that we do. And then the N stands for what did I do? Did I do something new? Did I do something nice? And S is for what made me smile or laugh till my sides hurt. And these are just guidelines. You know, maybe you heard a, 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 your favorite quote or you listened to a song that just really lit you up and there were some lyrics in there. So whatever it is, I think the key is to recognize those things. And then the other step is to write them down. But then here's the other part. Let's say that you go through that three-hour period and you don't feel anything. You're still in your funk and nothing happened. And you're like, Argh. it's okay. Give yourself a break and know that you're going to do this again in three to four hours. And I think that that's the key is giving yourself a break, acknowledging where you are right now and doing the work to pull yourself out. And then, you know, the other thing is, is that if you're in that space and you know nothing is working, ask yourself, what is something that I know gives me pleasure? And maybe it's getting out and taking a walk. For me, when I'm in that space, I know exercise, and, and I'm not a person who loves exercise, but I know going to the park and walking or jumping into a yoga class or turning on music and moving my body and dancing or writing, journaling, but not in my gratitude journal, because if I'm still in that funky space, I take another journal and I vomit everything on paper. Blah, this is what I'm feeling. Uh, this is how it's going. Yeah. And then I can go back and write in my gratitude journal later, but you don't mix the two. <laughs> you compartmentalize them. 
Right. Because in your gratitude journal, you only want the good, juicy, delicious stuff because then you have an opportunity to go back. And if you're feeling kind of funky, you can go back and say, wow, look at all the magical things that have happened. Look at all the magical things that I'm responsible for. Yes. And then they're not, you know, you don't have your, your journal where you're dumping everything. You have it separate. Right. This is a powerful, powerful practice. And, and it becomes a resource to you. I can see that as you practice this, you create an asset, really, that you can go back to in those times when you're having a harder time, when it's not as easy to come up with the rich, abundant stuff of your life because you're stuck in the muck. And I love also, Ms. Maya, that you're giving us permission to just feel whatever we're going to feel. That's an important part of the process. It's very important. And I think that that's why I, I, the the term attitude of gratitude, I never say that. I never use that to people. You know, may I share a story very quickly? I would love that. So my uncle had Parkinson's and 2013 was a really challenging year for my family. But this is the power of writing things down and going back into that space of of looking for things to be grateful for. So I had a, a house that I was renting. I ended up, my tenant left without any notice. So my, my stepdad was there and he was, you know, doing some work and my uncle was there. My uncle had Parkinson's. He had just lost his wife. What, during that process, I was with him the whole time. I was, you know, his ally. I hung out with him. We did things together. So I go, I come from work one day and I go to my townhouse and my uncle is standing on like a six, like a 10 foot ladder because I had very tall ceilings. And in my head, I'm like, what are you doing? And I probably vocalized it that way with a few other words added in. I'm like, yeah. he's like, what does it look like I'm doing? I'm painting your house. And in my head, I'm like, my, my protective side is like, he, he can't be on that ladder. Yeah. But he said to me, he goes, you know, you've been with me for the past six months. Let me do something nice for you. And wow. I went home and I wrote about it in my gratitude journal. And I completely forgot about that incident. And then I was going back reading some of the stuff in my journal and because I wrote it down and I wrote it down with, and here's the other key when you're writing stuff down, write it down with, with as much feeling as you possibly can. So that when you go back and you read that entry, you're able to relive that experience again. So every time I tell that story or every time I read it in my journal, I still get that feeling of what it, what it felt like. And I'm, and I left out some of the details because it was a really intimate, beautiful moment that I got to experience how much he loves, how much he loved me and how much he was willing to do for me. That is so cool. And we do forget, don't we? As awesome as things like that can be, it, it will slip away. There's some power in recording that capturing it for for your future use and then who else you know who knows maybe your great 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 grandchildren get to read that sometime um if your journal survives that long we'll see i don't know if i want people reading my gratitude journal (laughs) that's a good thing i'm going to tell my brother (laughs) that's going with me (laughs) oh boy miss maya you have been focused on this particular mission for some time now 
Tell us a little bit as we're wrapping up our our discussion here today. Tell us a little bit about how we can get involved with that, or where where you would steer people to go if they would if they'd like to learn more about this. So they can go to livingingratitudetoday.com. And then if you're in the States, the easiest way is to text the word grateful to 64600. And starting March 2nd, I do have a five-week class I'm putting together, and it's going to really go into detail on how we can take some of these these things about gratitude that we hear and Mm -hmm. how we can actually implement them so that we are We're learning one day and then we have a whole week to go into depth and to practice what it is we learn. And then we come back and learn something else. And I'm, I'm very excited to put this together. Like I said, it's a five week program. And if people in your audience want to join it, they can go on the website and it's livingingratitudetoday.com forward slash kickoff 2020. And there's a code act now, which will save them a hundred bucks. So let me make sure I've got this. This Maya, it's livingingratitudetoday.com. There's a forward slash. The dot com is for the whole website, and then they can. I have an online gratitude movement, but for the class, it's forward slash kickoff twenty twenty. Kickoff twenty twenty, and then there's a code act now, yes. which get them right connected. They can also text the word grateful to six four six zero zero. If they're in the continental United States. Yes. Awesome. Miss Maya, it has been such a pleasure to talk to you today here at Live On Purpose Radio. I am grateful for you and for what you're doing. Thank Thank you so much for joining us here today. My pleasure. You guys have heard it. Hopefully you're feeling inspired as I am to go out there and live on purpose. Purpose.